God announces in the Garden of Eden that the seed of woman shall bruise the serpent's head. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord in, as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, The woman you gave here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. God promises to faithful Abram that his seed shall be called, blessed, and by the nations of the earth. The Lord has said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you.
Christ's birth and kingdom are foretold by Isaiah. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. prophet Micah foretells the glory of little Bethlehem. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be the ruler over Israel, whose origins are from an, of an old, from an ancient time. Therefore Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely, for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth.
the angel Gabriel salutes the Blessed Virgin Mary. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, the town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who has said, been said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. So here's the scene. It's about two weeks ago. And I'm on my 22-year-old John Deere garden tractor. And like the rest of you, I'm trying to get the last leaves out of the yard. Been raking and mulching and blowing them into the pine straw areas. And after I make the last run through the yard, I've got 60 bales of pine straw to put out. Leslie and I are going to spread 60 bales of pine straw. So I'm, I've got like 10 minutes left. And I stopped the John Deere tractor. It's 22 years old. And my dad bought it in the mid-90s, and he used it for five, six, seven years. And then they changed to a new home and didn't need it, and he sold it to me. So I stopped the tractor because there's something in the yard, you know, a stick or something. I'm going to move it out of the way, cut it off. Get back on, turn the key, nothing. How many times has that happened to you? You're doing some kind of project and some piece of equipment that you're using, the last 10 minutes of the job, it stops. So I'm sitting there, not a happy camper, thinking, 
what in the world am I going to do? Here, here this tractor has stopped, and I'm going to have to get out and rake all these leaves now by hand and fix this tractor. It's a battery or the fuse is blown. There's something going on, and I've got to fix it in addition to the 60 bales of pine straw. So I'm, I'm you know, in my mind, I'm just troubled and upset and not happy. But then I move to problem-solving mode. You know, how can I understand what has happened? How can I fix this? So I pull the hood up and I look underneath and I'm, you know, looking around at the battery and where the fuses are supposed to be. And then Leslie has a wonderful idea. Our across-the-street neighbor is a former small engine repair guy. Might he come to the rescue? So I call him, and within an hour, bless his heart, he's over at our house, and he's got all these diagnostic tools that he's brought with him to hook up to the battery and check the fuses. And then we pull, you know, a little covering off one of the battery terminals and notice that there is some corrosion. Aha, that might be the culprit. So we disconnect the battery uh, post, the terminal there, and clean it off and put it back on, and I sit down and turn the key. What do you think? It started right up. <laughs> I mean, I was a happy boy again, because that tractor was running. And I just thought, you know, how quickly I moved within an hour to an hour and a half to being doom and gloom, trouble, agitated, then problem solving, how can I fix this thing, to finally saying, you know, I'm going to put my faith and my trust and my confidence in my across-the-street neighbor's expertise because he knows a lot more about it than I do. Well, you know, Mary, on, and we've been looking at some of the women of the New Testament, but we, and we looked at Mary one time this summer, but not this story of Mary. Mary moves through the same phase that I move through, although on a much more serious, significant note. She moves from being greatly troubled to asking, how can I fix this, to saying, I'm going to put my faith and trust in God. Because when you start out in this story that uh, Amanda just read for us, the angel Gabriel appears to Mary, and one of the first things that Luke notes for us is that Mary is greatly troubled. That phrase, greatly troubled, means to be acutely distressed, to be agitated. Now, I don't know how many of you in this room get regular visits from angels. I don't see any hands going up. And trust me, Mary did not get regular visits from angels until Gabriel shows up. And remember, Mary is probably a teenage girl. She's 14, 15, 16 years old. Girls got married young that, in that day and age. So Mary is sitting there minding her own business when Gabriel shows up and says, guess what, Mary? You're going to be the mother of the Savior of the world, of the Messiah, the Christ, and you're to call his name Jesus. If you had an angel that showed up and gave you that type of assignment, would you think you might be a little troubled? and agitated, and perplexed? I think I would. But very quickly, when you read through the story, Mary moves to the problem-solving mode. She's trying to understand this. She's trying to, 
figure out how does all of this work because she asked the question, how can this be since I am a virgin? And if you know anything about the wedding customs of the Jewish people, you know that marriage was a three-phase process. The first phase is engagement. And girls and boys in that day were often matched from birth. Could have been that Mary and Joseph were matched from birth or early age to be engaged, to marry each other one day. And then you move to the second phase, which Mary and Joseph are in, the betrothal phase. It's a one-year period of time where they are known as husband and wife, but they do not live with each other. And in fact, the marriage bond, the betrothal bond, cannot be broken unless there is an official divorce. Which is why when you go over to Matthew's Gospel and the angel appears to Joseph there, Joseph has learned that Mary is pregnant and he is going to put her away. He's going to divorce her. Because he doesn't want to embarrass Mary for being unfaithful to her, even though the Jewish law in Deuteronomy calls for an unfaithful woman in this circumstance to be stoned to death. Joseph doesn't want Mary to be executed with capital punishment. So he's going to put her away quietly. And so the third phase, of course, is the marriage proper. So Mary is trying to understand this thing. Joseph is trying to understand this thing. And when they get into problem-solving mode, Mary is saying, how can this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel says, here's the answer. And this is the same answer that Joseph got. What is conceived in you is of the Holy Spirit. It's the work of God. And Mary finally moves to the third phase. Because she said at the end of this text, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you, the angel, has said. You know, all of us have things that happen to us in our life. Some of them are good things that are challenges, opportunities. Some of them are not so good things. They're moments of crisis. They're moments of tragedy. They're moments that test who we are and what we believe and what we're all about. And when those moments come our way, whether they're good or bad, lots of times we are greatly troubled, aren't we? Agitated, perplexed, not quite sure what we're going to do. And many of us move to that second phase of trying to problem solve and fix it. How can this be? How can I understand this? But the real challenge for all of us when we get to that place in our life is can we move to the place where Mary got to? She moved to the place of what the old hymn talks about. Know that old hymn, Trust and Obey? For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. When you get to that moment where life throws you the curveball, the tractor won't start or really something a whole lot more significant, some assignment God gives you, some crisis you've got to handle. Can you move to the point that Mary moved to, and can you say, I am the Lord's servant. I will trust in you, God. May it be to me as you have said.
Matthew tells of the birth of Jesus. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. shepherds go to the manger. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes, clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
The wise men are led by a star to Jesus. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. St. John unfolds the great mystery of the Incarnation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him not anything that was, was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all may believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, 
yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. 